0: This is the Building Resilience Podcast, episode 105, How to Have Your Own Back. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a Certified Life Coach and Speech-Language Pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. If you are listening to this as it airs, then we are in the midst of the holiday season. Christmas is coming up this weekend. I personally celebrate Christmas, but I know there are also many other holidays around now too. So I want to take this time to wish all my listeners wonderful holidays, whenever, however you celebrate, wishing lots of health and happiness around this time of year. Now, a couple of years ago, I was working with a coach about some things, and the idea came up about me having my own back. So in coaching, you tend to explore your thoughts to build awareness. And what I found is that there were a couple of underlying beliefs that I had that were impacting me. Things like having my own back was selfish or because I'm the older one or the parent or because I'm a therapist or a coach that it really was for me to suck things up. So I began exploring the concept of having your own back because I was pretty sure I didn't have mine as much as I needed to. At least I was feeling that and I was becoming aware that that's how I was feeling. Now, I will do an episode down the road all about people pleasing because that is part of it, but it also has to do with my own expectations of myself, of others, my own beliefs about my roles, my own thoughts about my self-worth, what I deserve, et cetera. So it's all tied into a bundle of lots of stuff. So I did some work and I wanted to share with you what I came up with. And the best part is you truly don't have to agree with me because I do have my own back on this and this is what I think works for me. Now it may not work for you. You may have other ideas. So have your own back as you listen to me share the ideas that I have about having your own back. Now, the first place to start when you're looking to have your own back is to really get quiet with yourself and do some soul searching, go on some like quiet thinking walks, do some calm, quiet activities, journal, ask yourself what is important to you? What are your values? What do you want to do? And you can also look at what you currently believe, because in order for you to have your own back, you want to know what you stand for, what you believe, what you're aiming for, what the destination is that you are wanting to get to, you want to know what you're trying to protect. Because having your own back can be both something that you express externally, what you do and say, but more importantly, it's about what you think and feel. And we know that what you think and feel shows up in what you do and the results of your life. Now, many of us focus on the external first, what we do, but I want to encourage you to first back up and get to what you want to feel. And then ask what thoughts will create those feelings. When you focus only on actions, you may find that you are having your own back, but not necessarily feeling good about it. Maybe you start acting much more aggressively, or maybe you are much more confrontational. And you may be thinking that having your own back is always doing things like calling something out or calling somebody out always taking a firm stand or always pushing back. And I guess in some situations, it definitely can look like that. And at times, having your own back is more what you are feeling and thinking. Sometimes it won't even require external action. And sometimes it will require you to be assertive. Often though, it is just what you're choosing to think and believe. So I want to emphasize that first, having your own back is often completely an inside job. Now today I want to share with you some things and some of these are my thoughts and feelings and some actions that have helped me get the result of having my own back a bit more. The first thing I will offer is when you're trying to have your own back, you always want to start from a regulated state. You want to get to a place of calm. Now, if you've worked with me in coaching, whether it be individually or in a group that I just finished up with, you will know that I talk so much about regulation. I always say you have to start with regulation. You have to end with regulation. You have to sprinkle regulation throughout your life. But you want to get to a place of calm. You never want to be making decisions when you're angry or stressed out or overwhelmed because this is a recipe for disaster. So take a nice deep breath in, relax your body. And I teach my clients to do something called the rag doll, where you just literally let go and become a rag doll. Totally relax your body. Maybe if you have a lot of energy that's coursing through you, then you might want to go for a walk. You might want to do something to get that energy out. Get yourself to a place where you feel that you can reason. Maybe that's also doing something like taking a nap, having a rest, sleeping on something. Do what you need to get regulated. And this is always the first place to start. Am I in a place where my body feels calm? Now, the other things that I want to offer to you are not in any particular order, but the first one is always going to be to self-regulate. The second thing I'll offer, again, not in any particular order, and I know you've probably heard me mention this one before, but when someone asks me to do something, or I think I should do something, I like to ask, okay, by saying yes to this, what am I saying no to? And this helps me have a quick reality check because there is always an opportunity cost. Am I good with what that cost is? The third thing, I like to ask myself, why am I doing this? Do I like my reasons? Now, the other day, one of my kids had forgotten something about an hour and a half away from home. He was actually going to take the bus to go get it, and it would have taken him double the time. Now, he didn't ask me to drive him, but even if he had, it would be the same thing, where I had to ask myself, what do I want to do? Do I want to offer to drive him? Why would I drive him? And had he asked me to drive him, I would ask myself these same questions. For me, I did a quick pros and cons. I did look at the opportunity cost, and I decided it was something that I wanted to do. I usually don't get to spend that much time with him. It was not expected of me. It wasn't my obligation. I didn't feel obligated, and there was no resentment if I was going to be doing it. He was perfectly capable of doing it, and I actually love that he didn't ask me because he was also perfectly willing to go on his own, but I chose to do it. And when I choose to do something, there's no throwing it back in his face later on or feeling resentful about it because it was my decision. That's my choice. And that is how I had my own back. I chose to do it simply because I wanted to. Now, the fourth way you can have your own back is I like to make sure that I treat myself well. I invest in my relationship with me. Now, there's a lot of buzz about self-care, especially for women, and I do think that self-care is part of having your own back. I often think of the things that I invest in my kids, the time and money spent on their activities, and I usually, you know, especially when they were younger, I didn't hesitate. Like, it was never a question whether my kids would participate in some sports. We were always fortunate enough to have the money to enroll them in sports or activities or camps, but it was at a cost. Often it was the cost of what Rob and I could do. Now that our kids are older, I think that Rob and I can invest more time and money into us. And someone commented to me that it was time that we started acting a bit more selfish. And I actually, I really don't think it's about being selfish. It's merely about choosing to now shift the focus on investing in me in a different way. When my kids were younger, It wasn't that we never invested in us, but it was less and it was different. But I think it always needs to be a priority at whatever stage you are at to invest in you. Our investments when the kids were younger were shorter and cheaper in us. Now that we have a bit more time and less people to be constantly shelling out money for... I will make it a bigger priority to invest in me. So make sure you are investing in your body, your heart, your mind, and your soul and nourishing yourself. And obviously investment is not just a financial investment. It's the investment in energy, the investment in time. So make sure that Even if you are in those days where there is a lot of investment going out to your family and a lot of finances going out to your family, make sure that you also do keep some for yourself because an investment in you in turn is an investment in the people that you love. Now, the fifth way you can have your own back is give yourself grace. You will make mistakes. You will mess up and sometimes royally, but be there for yourself. Have your own back. Give yourself permission to be human and to mess up. Don't beat yourself up because when you mess up, you're going to offer yourself grace. Of course, you're going to try to fix it, but don't beat yourself up as that almost never helps no mistake is ever undone by beating yourself up so be careful about shaming yourself as well there is no upside to shaming yourself now we sometimes waffle between shame and then blame and then back to shame so be on to yourself there's no room for shame you are always doing your best and even if you're not always doing your best sometimes not always doing your best is the best that you can do in that moment it's kind of impossible to be always doing your best anyways. So do you, but do the human you. Now, the sixth way you can show up for yourself and have your own back is work on improving your ability to self-validate. Choose to approve of yourself. Choose to celebrate you. Make sure you're celebrating and cheering yourself on. Yes, validation from others does feel good. And you may want to give out validation to others as well. We all like it. We all want it but work on giving yourself what you want. And you may want to go back and listen to the episode I did a couple months ago on the topic of validation. Self-validation is so important. It doesn't mean that it's not nice to get validation from other people, but we want to make sure that we know how to take care of ourselves and we know how to self-validate. Now, the seventh way you can have your own back is set healthy boundaries. Setting healthy boundaries is not about telling somebody what they can do and can't do it's actually about deciding what is good for you and then enforcing that boundary people may seem to not respect your boundaries and they may push up against your boundaries but it really is not for them to honor your boundaries It is for you to enforce your boundaries. So decide for yourself what is in your best interest, what you want to do, and then it is up to you to enforce that boundary. Now, often this takes some patience. And again, you want to have self-compassion towards yourself because sometimes it's hard to enforce the boundaries, even though we know they're important. Sometimes it's hard for us to enforce them. Now, the eighth thing you can do is show up for yourself. Honor the commitments to yourself. Don't overcommit because that kind of sets you up for failure, but make small commitments to yourself and then keep them. Stop putting yourself last all the time. Learn to cultivate what I call airport commitment by starting with tiny steps and commitments. So I'm not sure if I've shared on the podcast before. I probably have what airport commitment is. But it's the idea that I think about if you have a young child who you have committed to picking up at the airport. So say your child goes and visits a grandparent or goes and visits a friend across country and they are arriving home and you are going to pick them up. You've committed to picking them up. If you wake up in the morning and you have a headache or an upset stomach, you likely aren't going to say, I don't feel like picking them up today. They'll figure it out. I'm sure. No, of course not. You're going to go to the airport because you've committed to pick them up. If you are driving to the airport and your car breaks down, you're not going to be like, oh, well, I guess they will figure it out. No, you're going to do something to make arrangements to either get your car fixed or call somebody. You're going to do whatever you can to make sure that somebody is at the airport picking them up. So I want you to have that kind of airport commitment to yourself, that if you've committed to do something, you are going to do it. You are going to find a way to do it. And that's why sometimes it's important that we start with tiny steps and tiny commitments, because if we have a massive commitment, sometimes it is hard to do. So start with the small little steps, commit to doing them with airport commitment. Now, lastly, if you want to have your own back, I want you to get really, really good with self-compassion. I always say you wanna start every scenario with regulation and then you pretty much wanna end again with regulation and self-compassion. So be your own best friend, talk to yourself like you would talk to your own best friend. Be on to that inner critic, that mean girl or the mean girl voices that we all have in our minds. Turn their volume down and turn the volume up of that kind, wise, best friend that you have. Speak kindly to yourself. Remind yourself that you're human and what you are experiencing is human. You are allowed to make mistakes. You're also allowed to forgive yourself. Be very liberal with compliments towards yourself. Be very liberal with love make sure you're often speaking kindly to yourself. So those are some small ways that I have learned have helped me to have my own back. You are important. You matter, just like I matter. We both matter. You cannot improve or diminish my worth, your worth, or anybody else's worth. We are all worthy. So treat yourself like the worthy person you are. It is your job to love yourself. It is your job to have your own back. So make sure that you do. Have a great week. Enjoy the holidays and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching.